You are listening to the Wisdom of Wealth podcast. My name is Ryan Haley. And my name is Kyle Kempers. Whether you're at the top of your game or you're just getting started, we are here to add as much value as we possibly can to your financial education. If you want to find out more, head on over to wisdomofwealth.co. Welcome to the Wisdom of Wealth podcast. This is your host, Ryan Haley. And this is your host, Kyle Kempers. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited about this conversation for multiple reasons, but one of those reasons is because I believe my boy Ryan here is uh, a sort of savant on this topic, and he's written a book about it. So, Ryan, would you give us a little bit of context about what we are going to talk about today? Yeah, actually, man, I'm just queuing you up because what I was so excited about was when we talked last week... Um, you were saying something that just like grabbed me because I love this topic and I like, you know, talk and teach and write about it. But you said that you just became aware recently and I'll let you explain it in your own words, but basically that you had kind of been working in your superpower, your unique ability, what I call your sweet spot for many years now without even realizing it and understanding the value that you create and the way that you can really make a difference uh, around people that you're working with and things that they appreciate about you that you hadn't even come to appreciate about yourself until just recently. And there's a whole thing we could go off forever on, but I was so I was like, oh man, I can just dig my teeth into that one. So this is really about you sharing your testimony of figuring out this process of what I call finding your sweet spot. And we're going to unpack that process and what that means. This is actually a two-part episode, so definitely tune in next week. But really, I just want to lay the groundwork for you to share your story of just recently becoming aware of this incredible ability, which everyone has, right? And it's, it's different for all of us, but that you really started to understand, oh, wait, like this is something that I do and I haven't even been aware of it. Thanks, Ryan. Well, it was a couple weeks ago for me to get into this story, but uh, it starts back when I started looking for my why. So there's the Simon Sinek stuff, and he talks about finding your why, and your why is kind of this overarching thing that plays into who you are and why you're doing what you're doing and where you're going. And and how he, he gives advice on identifying that why is through identifying it through other people and figuring out like how you add value to them. So I started looking for my why, and I'm like trying to find it, and I keep coming across this common theme of connector. And I had people that are like, well, you're a connector. You're like connecting your, you connect people, you like to network. And I'm thinking that's not, that's not a why. Like it doesn't quite make sense for me. So I was trying to find, and there's probably somebody listening to this who's like a psychologist who's like, I know what your why is, bro. (laughs) Call me. (laughs) But I was trying to find the why and I kept getting hung up on this being a connector and networking and it would come up like two or three times a day. So it was just felt like it was just right in my face. And uh, it even came up from people who I wasn't asking that question of what wow. is my why just it's coming up. And as I started to think about it more, I was processing it with a friend and I realized I was like, actually, the connecting piece has been something that I have done throughout my career and in different opportunities. It's been good and bad for me. I found myself in positions where I'm networking in uh, scenarios where you're not supposed to be networking. <laughs> <laughs> and I found myself in in former jobs succeeding and surpassing my peers Uh, because of my network and I didn't put my finger on the fact that that was a unique ability because it just came so naturally it was like well of course you just you network with people you just meet people and so I think for what I realized was this isn't a why this is a unique ability or as you put it a sweet spot and once I started to grasp it and look at it as this is a sweet spot this is my unique ability it's like a lot of things just made sense I started looking back on my life and I was like 
holy cow, a ton of these things all led to this unique ability played into why I succeeded in one way or another, in one position or another. It's because my network always surpassed my ability. And so I'd constantly be reaching on the people around me and leaning into the connections I had to connect others to other people and to connect others to myself and their wisdom and their knowledge to get me to the next level or the next stage of whatever I was working on. Man, there's so much in there to unpack. But first of all, I mean, I love the whole, you know, start with why exercise. I did that um, several years ago and it was really impactful. And I, and that actually plays into this whole idea of the sweet spot and how it fits together. And I, I don't necessarily think it has to be one or the other. I think maybe, um, you could maybe say in one sense that your ability to connect with people and uh, connect people to each other, that connection uh, ability or just unconscious gift is is your how, but it might also be your why, right? Maybe the motivation, and I don't know, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth because I have a similar type of thing. And I find for myself, like, yes, that is a, a how, that's a method in which I succeed by which maybe other people don't quite in the same way. But I also find that it has intrinsic value for itself. So just the the joy of connecting with people and connecting other people to each other is a reward in itself for me. So that's part of the why, but it's also part of the how in the context of maybe, you know, if you're talking about a business, a profession, a career, whatever it is. And I think that that's important to recognize because these things all kind of like fit together. I I agree with you 110%. I, I believe it's both and. And that once you find both of them, then you get to your why so much faster. Because when you're operating in your unique ability, there's, it's life-giving, it's effortless. Mm. You find yourself just moving forward and it's like the wind's just constantly in your sails. You're oh, like, man. man, when I put my time and energy and focus into my unique ability, I can just propel forward It's and it's effortless for me. And another people struggle with it and it's not a comparison thing. Like they're going to have their unique ability that equally moves them forward effortlessly in their own way that's different from mine but when I'm in mine I just move forward very smoothly and so I've started to look at my life and say where areas that I have leaned into my unique ability whether consciously or subconsciously that I should capitalize on and put more focus on and where areas where I've created a lot of tension with my unique ability because I'm I'm trying to achieve my goal without consciously realizing that it's not in my sweet spot not in my strength and and sometimes there's just crap you have to do that sucks and it doesn't align with who you are and you're right, like ugh right. but i do think that there is a bunch of stuff that i was focusing on that was taking me away from my unique ability and out of my sweet spot and all i needed to do is just acknowledge that that's what i was doing and then just readjust realign a little bit take my perspective and say all right how can i take this sweet spot and apply it to these areas that i haven't applied it to before and dang i have felt the movement like mm. it's just like if, if it was great before i realized what it was it's even better now and and uh <laughs> i know you're dying to to say something because this is something you're really passionate about but to tie that thought to just bring that thought full circle um was just that i think that you got to have both because you still have to know where you're going because your new your, your unique ability is getting you somewhere but your why is defining where you're going and where you're trying to get to mm. And so I think if you don't have both of those things in tandem, then you find yourself either going towards your why at a very slow and unruly and really frustrating pace, or you find yourself moving extremely quickly towards nothing. Uh, And so I think you need both your unique ability and your why to align yourself with your destiny. 
Man, so well said. And I'm just sitting here smiling because there's so many things like you've almost said word for word, like actual things I've written down in exercises at workshops on this stuff. Like one of a couple of words that you said that I really want to pick out of that was you said when you find your sweet spot and you're working in it, it's smooth, it's life giving and it's effortless. And that's so important. And then you've also gotten me thinking about other just ways to kind of expand this paradigm even further, which is, you know, we talk about, you know, Simon Sinek talks about, you know, in the context of marketing and companies and, you know, the, the business realm, but it applies to anything. Almost anybody can tell you what they do, right? Like, here's what mm-hmm. we make. Here's what we do. Here's the service we provide. Here's our offering. Some people can tell you how they do it, which I think is what you're starting to get on to, you know, oh, I'm doing really well at this and I'm just becoming aware that it's, be- I'm how that's happening is through this connection. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then your why is that deeply abiding purpose, cause, or belief, right? And that sets the direction and the where at a certain point and will start to connect you with the right who. Mm-hmm. Because as he talks about and start with why, people don't do business with you because of what you sell or what you do. People do business with people who believe what they believe. Now, you may or may not believe that, but that's his thing, and I think it's true to a large extent. But when you start operating in this, as we'll talk about more and unpack this, it all starts to flow together. And at first, they're kind of disjointed. Like, maybe you're doing something that you think you should do, and it's the wrong what, because Hmm. it doesn't align with your how. Like, I might think that, oh, you know what, I'm going to be a a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, whatever it is, you know, and then, you know, okay, because that's, you know, that's a respectable career and that's what my parents want me to do or whatever, whatever, right? And you realize, oh, that's like, I'm an artist, like that's not ever going to work. The how doesn't align, you know, and then, but when do you start finding what it is that you do really well and how you do it well, then you start to understand why you want to do things or if you have a why, you can align it with that sweet spot or that unique gifting And then all these things just start to align. Mm. And I think that's what, you know, but it's so amazing when you hit that point because there's nothing worse than going against the grain of who you are, being frustrated, you know, just like, I mean, so this is actually another paradigm, a book that really changed my life uh, that I read in like 2010 or 2011 is Strengths Finder. Mm. And that's a great one. A lot of people are probably aware of it. And it's, you know, a lot of different things of, you know, saying the same thing in different words. But that one was so good to me because I think at that point I became aware that most of my life I was frustrated. I was unfulfilled in work. It was just a grind. And I just thought, oh, you know, well, you know, if, if it weren't work, then they wouldn't pay you to do it. It's kind of like you're basically getting paid to do something that sucks, you know, and, and that's why they pay you to do it. Never occurred to me that you could get paid and paid really well, probably better than any other way when you're doing what you love and are good at because you're going to be adding the most value. You're going to be the most fulfilled and people catch that and so there's these things start to just like compound as they come together and so i think you finding this is so exciting for me because i literally like do coaching stuff with people trying to get to the point where you're talking about and there's a lot more we could unpack but i want to put more flesh on this with your actual testimony and your story can you give a couple examples of like in just actual real ways that this played out to just kind of show people a picture in your own life of what that looked like for you Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I was just out of high school, I found myself constantly uh, on the other side of conversations where individuals would be looking for employees and they'd be asking me to find them guys. And it was a few years later, probably four or five years after that point, 
that that started happening to me that I had a conversation with a former employee who said, I've hired five or six guys and every single one of them you've sent me. <laughs> and he's still calling me like six years later. I'm like, what? In the so world? you're like an unofficial headhunter. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just because, oh yeah, great. I mean, he's looking for somebody. He gave me the description of what it was. And I started to become a little bit more aware of it at that point. And I was like, all right, sweet. There seems to be this common thread where I enjoy this. I like to find people that would fit well in this position and it's a gift to them that they found him. And so less of it just being about him finding guys, it was about finding some finding the guy that would also mutually benefit from that opportunity. Right. And so I think that that kind of alludes and hints at my why, but more of the practical ways that it played out is as things continue forward, like even in this last week of loan, I've had three different individuals reach out to me asking to see if I could find someone for job opportunities uh, within the last seven days before recording this podcast. <laughs> um, I've had five people tell me that they've seen me as a connector and asked me to connect them with a certain individual. Uh, can you find somebody that meets this description, description X, and connect me with them? And I've also had several other people ask me about a networking group that we started a few, a few months ago. And I uh, just got into it. It's been really fun. But my brother-in-law was actually the one who said it first. He was like, hey, I th- think that there's people that you know that I need to know. And can you get all those guys in the same room? And then invite me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that I'm just going to shamelessly leverage your gift. Yeah, it's yeah. just shamelessly. Which is great. Yeah. But it was funny because that was the first time that someone had said it that way. And it's been said that way since where the the sentence was there, who do you know that I should know? Mm. And I was like, man, that's such a powerful question. Wow. Because I think my why has something to do with, and I'm still defining it, but it's a passion for connecting people with their, their destiny or the thing that they were created to do. And if that's the why, then my core belief is that the fastest way from here to your destiny is through family. It's through community connections and through people. Because I think that, the greatest opportunities come through your who, your relationships. And if you're trying to get from here to succeeding in a certain strength or gifting that you have, then finding people that align with that gifting, whether they're, or they've arrived there or they are just steadily progressing in that direction, if you get to link arms with them, you will run faster. It's like finding someone who's like, I want to run track for a living. If you paired that guy up with a fisherman, he's not going to pr- right. progress at running track. It right. doesn't even have anything to do with it. It's not, you know, it's com- who knows if it's even considered a sport. <laughs> but um, right. but if you paired him with someone who is, you know, a former track runner who had tons of advice and could mentor him, or if you paired him with someone who's also running track uh, on a daily basis, then it's going to completely change the way that he progresses in his gifting because he's now going to be challenged uh, instead of isolated. And so... I think those are some of my practicals and there's a lot in that. But if my why is connecting people with the thing that they were created for their destiny, then asking a lot of questions about who they are and what they're doing and why they're doing it is important for me. And it's actually become very critical and pivotal in what I do with Unbridled Wealth. And I've decided to kind of shift my mentality instead of it being like, here's what IBC is and, and here's what the tool can do and let's see if it can apply to your situation yeah, I like to start with where are you going and why are you trying to get there? Mm. And just asking the questions of, does this align with, with who you are and where you're going? Mm. And if the answer is yes, then let's put it on the table. Right. If the answer is no, then let's find another way to add value to that individual and get them to move towards their goals instead of just trying to work a scenario in which IBC would make sense for them. 
Exactly. You know, it's funny because I'm right now I'm taking um, some financial planning courses about to um, wrap up my CFP program, uh, Certified Financial Planner. And a course I'm taking right now is uh, it's called Certified or it's called Financial Life Planning. And it's it's exactly what you just said. It's like, look, obviously, we need to have the hard data, the hard skill set, the quantitative analysis, all that. But like at the end of the day, what's really more important is the qualitative, the subjective, the, you know, um, money is not an end unto itself. It's just a tool to help get us from here to there, whatever each person defines that as. And at the beginning of the conversation, let's talk about who you are as a person. I was amazed with these really successful financial planners who have like a really well-established, you know, wealth management firm. They spent so much time in the first couple meetings with these clients and they didn't even barely get into the numbers. It was all about what you just said, because, you know, at the end of the day, if the whole point of building wealth and everything we're talking about on this podcast, and we, we briefly mentioned this early, it's not just to have a lot of money, right? It's what can that money actually do for you? What can, what freedom can it give you? What kind of enjoyment, what kind of impact and legacy, you know, like being able to maybe get to the point where if you finally realize you're halfway through your life and your career and wow, you know what, I'm listening to this and I've realized I am not working in my strength. I'm not working in my sweet spot. I kind of, you know, maybe that becomes their wise. I'm going to start learning about investing, financial planning, you know, all the stuff we talk about so that I can get to the point where I don't need to make this money at this high paying job that's not really a good fit for me. And I have the luxury and the freedom to do something I love without having to worry about the money or fill in the blank, right? It could be whatever, but that's a really big thing I'm starting to see on the front end of any type of like financial engagement is that we're really more like, you know, um, kind of it's almost like coaching in a sense and it's like we're really trying to get people in touch with who do you want to be where do you want to go and how are we going to use money as a tool to get you there so that you are able to express your core values and achieve your purpose with these things in mind and yes there's all the stuff you know with like you know the rates of return and like the planning and all these things right but at the end of the day why are we doing all this it's to get people to that point where they're getting to that point you just talked about where they're in their sweet spot, they're connecting with people, it's life-giving, effortless, and they're able to see the value that they're exponentially adding to people around them. I think that is just like such, what a beautiful goal to have. As you were talking, it just struck me how odd it is to have a financial education podcast where the conversation is just focused around your unique ability and your why, but what also struck me is that this may be one of the most important conversations that any one of the individuals listening has with yourself or with those around you, with mm. your community or with us, because it is aligning you with your giftings to get you where you're going. Because we've said this and alluded to it and other people have alluded to it. Last week, one of my favorite podcasts that, that we've personally done, you recorded it with Isaac Bennett and it was phenomenal but one of the things that he harped on was finding the right operating partner and mm -hmm. finding the person that is just in their sweet spot he's like find the what do you say the Michael Jordan yeah. of operating partners and it's like all right well that he just said it right there find the guy who's in his unique ability at his very best it's seamless for him effortless and he just moves forward and progresses better than anyone else in this field and that's a lot of people skills. I mean, that, that he may be making some massive financial decisions and moving, you know, a few million dollars around with that individual on the other end of the deal, or that person's the one making it work. But at the end of the day, he was saying the bottom line is making sure you're identifying the person and knowing who that person is. And I had a conversation not just a few weeks ago with a high net worth individual who takes small companies and builds them to positions where they're 
multi multi-million dollar companies and potentially even billion dollar companies. And I was asking him, how do, how do you do that? Where do you even start? And he said, it starts with a person. Like mm. for me, it, it all comes down to, I will spend as much time as I need getting to know the person behind the business and knowing if they've got the grit, the know-how, they belong in the position they're in right. and they belong in this industry. If that's, if they line up with, if this lines up with who they are was what he was saying, yeah. then I'll invest in them. Mm. And I think that's key for all of us on the other side of finances is this needs to line up with who you are and where you're going. Exactly. If you could even be succeeding and making a lot of money like you just said, Ryan. But if it doesn't align with who you are, then it won't be life-giving and it's not going to get you to your why. Man, and I can tell you there are so many people um, that I've worked with or talked to who they're, I mean, they're crushing it in some senses, right? They're making a ton of money. Their business is, you know, growing, blah, blah, blah but they are absolutely burned out there at the end of the rope. They're, they're like, you know, it's almost like this sense of, you know, existential futility because I'm, I'm not enjoying my time with my kids. I'm like short tempered. I'm, you know, I've just, I'm so sick of this thing. Like I just, it's not worth it anymore. They're totally at the end of the rope and it's like, okay, well, you know, sounds like you're not in your, you know, sweet spot or you're not in, uh, you're not structured in a way that's that's helping to bring out those abilities in the most optimal way. Um, and it, again, it comes down to like, what is the point of doing all this stuff? Hmm. If, if at the end of the day, that's, that's the end result, right? And so what we started talking about, you know, there's one client in particular who was, who was you know, fits that description really well. And um, we started talking about, okay, like what does retirement look like to you? Because you know, I have no doubt on like the, the hard quantitative level, we're going to get you to a point with this plan that'll get you more time and money than you've ever had before. But the, I can promise you upfront, and this is like before we even went into any of the actual numbers and financial planning, like the very first like sit down meeting. And I was like, I'm telling you, you know, if you get to that point and all you can think about right now is just retiring, getting free of the job, having this passive income, if you don't have something to like actually fulfill, you might enjoy sleeping in and not having to deal with whatever you're dealing with now for a while, but pretty soon you're gonna realize that that's empty and uh, short-lived, and you need to have something to fill that with. And I think most people, they're not even thinking beyond, all they can think of, here's my number, I need to get to X passive income per month or X net worth or whatever it is in their you know portfolio, but it's like, at the end of the day, okay, and then what? right? It's not just the story ends happily ever after the end. Like life goes on. And have you thought about how you're going to, you know, use your time, talent and treasure in this new season? And um, why don't we actually start maybe incorporating that on the front end, you know, well before you get to that point and realize, man, I spent all this time and effort and I've got all this money. And like, I realized it wasn't the answer, you know, and that happens a lot. The other thing I think that you said that's really important is everybody's got their own unique ability it's amazing when you find that in yourself, but then when you start bringing that together on a corporate level, hmm. where like I'm connecting, I know I'm really good at this, I'm not good at this and I don't enjoy it, but this person is and vice versa. They don't enjoy and aren't good at what I do. And then when you can start like integrating your strengths and your whys, like a puzzle piece with other people, that's where it's just like, it goes to a whole different level. It's amazing. Yeah, it removes so much tension. Like what you just said is key. I, when you find those teams and you're like, how in the world is this team as good as it is? Well, because their lane or their unique ability or whatever the thing is that they're doing aligns best when they run side by side, not when they run in each other's shoes and in each other's spaces. Right. And so even when things get kind of muddy or funny on those teams, it, it resolves itself fairly quickly once they identify that's what's happening because 
at the end of the day, you don't want to do what I do. And, and I don't want to do what you do. Right. Because that's not my unique ability. That's your unique ability. Right. And I actually want to celebrate your unique ability because then when you succeed, I succeed. Exactly. And then when you realize that, like, you don't have to be everything. Now, maybe, like you said, sometimes at the beginning there may be, or whatever points in life, you may just be like, okay, this isn't my favorite, but, like, for now, I just kind of have to do this. But the goal should be, how can I get myself to be operating 100% in that sweet spot of effortless life-giving, you know, amazing value add and outsourcing everything else to people who also have that ability in this way that I don't. And then I think it's also interesting to me that as you started asking these questions, interestingly, people just started almost unsolicited giving you feedback and stuff. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you could call that by any number of things, but I think when you set an intentionality, it's amazing to see you know, what happens and things, it's just like, you know, you become aware of it, you start attracting that to you. And then it's just like the answers start to present themselves. So I think that's just a little extra thing that kind of, uh, I observed was interesting in your journey. What you're saying is open yourself up to the process and step into it. And then you'll be surprised at how many answers manifest from you. Just putting the question into your, into your, your thoughts, whether subconscious or front of mind. Yeah. Um, there's something else, and we're going to do a two-part series on this. So if you're thinking about it and you're like, all right, we get the point. I really want to know what my unique ability is, and that's like my goal, and I'm going to go pursue understanding it, and I want to get in my sweet spot. I want to get my why lined up. I want to get my who around me, all the all the good stuff. Um, we're going to do a second part where we go into the more of the mechanics and, and tools that we believe could help and equip you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we even go there, there's something that I've been realizing this really unique trend of recently, and it is that... I'm surrounded by friends who have defined who they are and what they want to do. And they've built a career around it. Like from the ground up, they just built a brand new career that's just based around who they are and, and what they want to do. And I think that we are living in a very unique time when there's an, where there's enough gaps in a culture and in business and in finance that as individuals just want to get into what they want to do, they're able to kind of cherry pick from those gaps and build their own career for themselves. I don't think it's going to be like this forever. I think we're just in this really unique day and time where this is an option for us. And I do think that some of you out there that are listening to this, the answer is going to be build something that's fresh or brand new and just kind of define the terms. And, and I do want to give an example, uh, before we, before we wrap this up, but one of the individuals that I was thinking of, she realized that she liked event planning. She liked putting things together, going through all the details. She's super detail oriented really good at hitting timestamps, uh, hitting her goals. And she was working in the event planning space and COVID hit. And in, it's like the worst time to be in the event planning space. And she's on the front end and she realized that there was this need for uh, elopements and weddings to be done kind of like on the fly, wherever you wanted to be. And her other passion was traveling. So she was like, what if I just designed a package, an elopement package for all these couples that want to travel to some incredible destination? I'll travel with them and they'll pay for it. And then we'll go and put together the dream wedding for them. They get everything they've ever wanted. I'll bring my professional skills to the table. And she's crushing it, like mm. just crushing it. She be, she's literally living life on her own terms. Mm. And I've and, uh, just had enough conversations with her now to know that she's starting to have to regulate <laughs> <laughs> the amount that she gives to this because there's so much need on the other end of mm. this, this, this thing that she put together and that, that she designed herself. And it's probably not as mind-blowing 
mind-blowing to some of us now because COVID was a couple years ago. Uh, But at the time, I mean, she was on the front end of something that I think was just revolutionary. And I only knew a few other people that even had uh, knowledge of the space or had resources in this space. And she just built an entire career and business around herself, her dreams, her passions, what she wanted to do and what she was good at. And so I think that that's just a beautiful analogy of someone taking their unique ability and not just getting themselves into a career path but just building an entire business model around their unique ability. It's not for everybody, right. but there's some of you out there that are just, you are incredible leaders. Uh, you, you, you find yourself quickly rising to the front of each team that you, that you put yourself in. And there are a lot of gaps in society and our culture right now. And they, those gaps could be filled. Those needs, in other words, could be filled by you just stepping into what, what you're best at. Mm, man, I love that example. And there's, again, there's so much more to unpack. Um, and again, we are doing another uh, two part uh, to this episode. So that'll be next week. But yeah, Kyle, I just, I like, th- I'm so excited for you that you became aware of this recently. And now you can really dig your teeth into it. And I'll give some examples from my own life and some other people and how you guys, some exercises. I actually have some resources I can send out and put those in the show notes where you can go through and do this. And uh, maybe if you want to do that before you listen to the next one, you'll have kind of a, a baseline. But that is so important. And I think that's with like kind of starting with the end in mind and working backwards. She just basically said like, how do you create a lifestyle in a business around what I love doing already, what I'm good at and what I you know enjoy? And it's amazing that that happened. Um, so I think that's really the key is getting to that point where you're, you've got the wind in your sails. You're not fighting against the grain of who you are and what you do. And then you're able to connect with other people who fill those gaps in those complementary ways as a team. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing. So uh, again, I know this isn't as much financial as other things, but it really ties uh, at the end of the day, if we kind of sit back and ask the question why we're even doing all this, this journey towards financial freedom, independence, you know, like building wealth, et cetera. Ultimately, it should be to live a fulfilled life or some kind of qualitative aspect that you can't necessarily put in a cell on a spreadsheet, you know, but it's the most important thing. And I'll just end with a, an Einstein quote, which is he said that uh, not everything that counts can be counted and not everything that can be counted counts. Meaning it's ultimately not necessarily just about the numbers. It's what do those numbers do to get to the real bottom line, quote unquote, which I think is living in your sweet spot, finding that fulfillment and helping others to do the same. So we hope that you've gotten a taste of that today. Again, uh, tune in next week. We're going to do part two of this episode. But Kyle, I love that story. Thanks for sharing. And uh, for you guys, tune in next week. And if you find somebody that you think could help benefit from this, please send it to them because I cannot tell you how life-changing it is when you step into this. Yeah, yeah, that's so well said. Well, thanks for that quote. I love that. I'm going (laughs) to, I want to get that tattooed on the the backside of my (laughs) arm or something. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening to us and, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Hopefully what we shared was valuable, whether it encouraged you or challenged you. Our goal is to equip you to make better financial decisions. So engage with us at wisdomofwealth.co. We want to connect with you and continue the conversation. Make an appointment today. Ryan, myself, or anyone else from the Wisdom of Wealth team would love to meet with you. We look forward to talking more. And again, that's wisdomofwealth.co. See you on the next episode.